For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. G'day, it's Timmy Manor and welcome to the Spirit of Sport right here on 1170 SEN. Joining me tonight, like he does every week, it's Big Bad being Little. Yes, good to be here, guys. Straight off injury, I'm ready to go. Okay, we've got our guest in the flesh in the studio today, and what a guest we've got. This guy, I've got, I've got a lot of a lot of things to say about Tell him. Tell us, he's, he's he's one of the one of my favourites, one of the good guys. Let's talk about his career a bit. Mm. A late bloomer though in the NRL, he, uh, he debuted at the age of 28 with the mighty Parramatta Eels. Yes. And upon leaving the Eels at the end of the 2020, my guests would sign with the Manly Seagulls for the 2021 season and play in the opening two matches before his season was cut short with an ACL injury. He's one of the toughest, hardest working players that I've had to, the pleasure of playing alongside. And tonight, I guess, on the spirit of sport is North Queensland's finest, Andrew Davey. Yes. Andrew, thanks for joining us on the spirit of sport. I'm going to come in here more often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just really tickle your ego on it. That's yes. all we're doing. It's good. Welcome. How are we? Yeah, good, mate. You've been you've been around. You've been travelling, haven't you? I have. I've had. I've, uh, your I've skin's enjoyed. got that natural glow about yeah. it. The yeah, tan. The tan. You're glowing. Yeah. So I look a little bit more ripped than I actually am. It's Oof. great. I love it. Yeah. Especially uh, coming into summer and getting down the beach. Yeah. Is that the secret? Getting some colour. Yeah, you get a bit of colour, you start to look a little bit better. You look a little bit more shredded. Yeah, I might get, get some paint out when I get home. <laughs> I find oh. that a bit of colour, a bit of laser. Look, <laughs> hey, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with a bit of laser. No, there's there's just, not. Yeah, or no. a lot of laser. <laughs> bit of laser, <laughs> like a bottom of my hands. Yeah, it all works. <laughs> Our listeners at home are wondering what's going on. There's no need to explain that one, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Wow. Uh, let's get straight into it. Um, you, we talked about you, you're a bit of a late bloomer, 28 years old. What a what a story. Can you take us back, and this is a long time ago, but take us back to the start and how you got into rugby league and what, where that come from, your love for it? Start was, um, so we, I grew up in uh, central Queensland in a little town called Emerald. Um, like most kids, I think I got thrust into soccer nice and early, you get your motor skills going. Um, yep. I would have played a year there and I, I remember... Um, Dad took me somewhere, I think it was in Capella, which was just like half an hour down the road, and I seen a bunch of kids playing rugby league. And I went, that's that's what I want to do. I want to I play that. Um, and the next year, Dad put me in, and that was it. Like, I just fell in love with the game and, um, you know, went on to play every year for however long. So it, it was um, love at first sight. But I grew up out in Emerald. Uh, I didn't... Um, all my juniors out in Emerald played for the Emerald Tigers, and then um, I went on to play for the Emerald Cowboys, uh, local sides, two local sides. Um, Did your dad play? Yeah, dad played as a young fella. He um, he actually reminds me very often that he had to give it up because uh, I, I came along. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, that's not your fault. What's no, no. <laughs> is he is he like a coach? Is he like does he like to give you advice on? Yeah, what's your the career? parenting style? What, uh, he does, but it's very like it's very left field, you know, he's like, you know, this is, oh, you know, I'm not going to tell you how to play, but this is how I feel about the situation. And it's like, thanks dad. I yeah, appreciate okay. the feedback. Yeah. Uh, so not as direct as Ray Price was to me over my career. No. Yeah. No. Probably not that direct. Ray Price told me that, um, if I didn't develop a big left foot step, um, he could have broken my neck if he played against me. How'd that go for you? Well, I, j- I just won an award as a power presentation night and I thought, you know, this is a great night. Yeah. And then he grabbed me, took me aside and said, listen here, if you want to stay in the NRL, and I was only like 23 at the time. I was yeah. just finished playing Origin, won this award, wow. coach's player of the year. He goes, if you want to stay in the NRL, you got to develop a step. 
I'm telling you now, if I played against you, I'd have broken your neck. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so your, your dad's obviously not as in your face, I guess, as that. No, 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 yeah. not dad. He was a little bit softer. Um, my stepfather on the hand was, was probably like that, but he just um, more or less told me to stop me in a soup. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. And so what's what's the situation from there? How long? How old were you when your stepfather? So um, parents split when I was about like eight or nine, I think. Yeah. Um, and then my stepfather come in in the next two years. Like I, I was like ten years old. So you know he's been around for for twenty years now. Yeah. Um, and he basically raised me. You know, like um, as parents do, they split and go their own ways and and chase work and that sort of stuff. And um, I was very lucky to get someone like my stepfather. Um, he's very tough, but he's loving. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, I attribute a lot of my success to him because of his uh, work ethic that rubbed off on me. Yeah, I love that. You can tell a lot about the way, you know, what a parents are like or what the dads are like because of the person that yeah. plays. And this guy, you know, we, had, we were lucky enough to have Gowie on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, this guy, AD's the same, like the same mould, just yeah. such a decent person. And you can tell a lot about their upbringing. Yeah. Um, but so you start getting involved at the league at that age. 28's a long way away from that, though. Yeah. Is there times along the way we think, hold on, I'm going to make a career out of this, and then is there times along the way we think, no, nah, I've got nothing here in front of me? Um, well, I think it's like, well, you know, when you're young, you're in your teenage years, and you're watching football, and and you think, yeah, that's that, that'd be the, the dream, but you don't have, like, especially where I grew up, there was no steps in place to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, if you weren't picked up as a good player by the time you were 16 to 18 years old, you get a job and you enjoy the rest of your life. See yeah. you later, mate. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah. But, um, and that, and that's the way it was, you know, like by the time I was 16, I decided I wanted to be a carpenter and that, and that was it. And I was happy and never did I ever think that one day it'd be an opportunity there to, wow. to mm. play first grade. Wow. So it was quite a long road for you. Um, what was, what was your mentality year in, year out on that, that journey? Um, coming into. Yeah. From, um, starting as a junior at like 18, 19 yep. and then like debuting quite yep. a few years later in the NRL. Yeah, so I was actually a terrible football player. Yeah. I was horrendous. <laughs> like, I was like 14, Same. 15, 16. I was like, I was hopeless. Yeah. I, you know, couldn't tackle. I was real light. I believe it or not, I used to be really skinny and, and, um, and light, but, uh, and short, sorry. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I was about 17, 18 where I actually grew up. Yeah, wow. Um, and then I started just playing, you know, local league, A grade and, um, you know, I'd sort of realised how big I was and how strong I was. And then I started playing better. It was just all on the back of confidence, you know. Yeah. But, like, we were talking about playing in a, in a pub league, you know. Like, yeah, you'd yeah. go and play football. You'd have no prep for the week. Yeah. You'd have a pie and a nice coffee for breakfast <laughs> that morning. You'd go play football. And then you'd go out and get yeah. as many beers in the as you could yeah. <laughs> that night. Yeah, so, yeah. And you just do that on repeat. And I, I played six or seven years out there for the Emerald Cowboys. Yeah. And... That was just the norm, you know, like yeah. we were going to work during the week and then we were going and having a good time on the weekend. Yeah. So. What does that cycle look like though? So like those guys that have done it their whole lives, what, do they eventually tap out and say, well, I'm Yeah. Done? Yeah. Eventually, you know, like uh, there's a couple of older boys that sort of, you know, their knees are busted yeah. and their elbows and they just, they just get to the point there where they have kids and they're like, I can't get up on a Sunday to play with my kids because I can't, I'm too sore. Yeah. I'm too sore from the, from the day. But and we went through that stage there where. Everybody sort of retired at the same same time. All the old boys retired at the same time. Yeah. And then the boys who were there, you know, were only like 23, 24 years old and trying to create a culture that was 
yeah you know tough but you know the old sort of tough was probably when you come through yeah. um and i only just got the, the last bit of it so it was very hard to keep that culture going yeah um and 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 unfortunately out there football's dying you know like it's very hard to get people to to spend their weekends to do this to get um people involved in the sport and, mm. and volunteer and that sort of stuff and, and to play like we like i can't count how many times we used to you know play with 11 players on the field mm. week in week out Mate, wow. it's actually interesting you bring that up because it's a topic that doesn't get spoken about a lot and obviously the nrl would probably be aware of it um you know you don't want to talk about the lack the, the dwindling participation rates in sport and for, by all means, you know, they, they'll, the NRL throws out numbers that it's growing and, to, and they'll throw in touch football and women's rugby league. But if you look at the NRL alone, sport in general, so this isn't picking the NRL, this is sport in general, parents and kids, well, especially kids, aren't as patient as they used to be. So, like, you know, committing to a 20-round competition isn't something that happens these days. Yeah. Parents don't want to be stuck there on the weekends and you're seeing rates drop hugely. So what happens in 10 years' time? So if we're seeing a lot of kids not playing sport like they used to, what happens in 10 years' time? Is that, does that mean professional sport's still there? Does it mean the quality drops off? It's And it's crazy you mentioned that in North Queensland because, you know, you think that'd be rugby league heartland, but even there it's starting to dwindle. Yeah. And I, mate, I agree. Like, it's right across, you know, it's every sport. It's mm. not just rugby yeah. league. And, um, and I think, you know, maybe you guys might have a different perspective on this but i think it's society like we mm. everything is given to us like that yeah like yeah and yep. Good you know, point. like you Good say you, there's no patience anymore but um I'm, but i remember when i was a kid you know like when we were like 11 12 13 we'd you'd go and watch you know you go play your game in the middle of the day and you'd stay there all afternoon you'd watch all the yeah. juniors play up to mm. 17s or 19s i think it was back then and then you'd watch play you'd watch reserve grade play yep. and a grade and they were both strong comps mm. yeah and then you know nowadays they're struggling just to get one comp yeah. it's such an interesting conversation I, mean, I could talk about this this the whole session but yep. so you talk about the instant gratification that we have is like all well, the kids anyway these days going to go up with this digital world where everything's just now you know you yep. want you want something to buy? Jump online, buy it now. You yeah. want something, Uber something eats, to eat? Uber Eats now. Boom. Want to watch TV? Don't go to Video Easy and hire a video. Oh. <laughs> Just go to Netflix. Oh, blockbuster. Right? So everything is now. And even like when you were kids, so we used to go outside and play until the lights come on and then you come inside for dinner. Mm. These days, you, the kids are stuck in their phones, right? Yeah. And this got, this got me thinking the other day with Mark Zuckerberg talking about, you know, Meta and this whole new digital world. It's getting to the stage where people are going to be more obsessed with this this digital world than the actual real world we're living in, yeah. which is scary. And then how does that translate to athletes? Where do the athletes come from? If you've got kids growing up who are more obsessed with digital technology than they are, oh, anyway, yeah. don't get me started. Where do you stop, Timmy? Yeah, yeah, don't get me started. You know what I do in my family, just for the viewers who I know are hungry for more of my uh, parenting skills? <laughs> um, I, I actually do... Um, like three days on, four days off with technology. With really? My, with my three kids. Yeah. So some days you're just not allowed on. So they're still young. I've still got 12, 9, and 6. Yeah. But um, that, I'm finding that helps. I might do that on myself. Yeah. I, um, I could parent you. Mate, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I can get away with that. I'm just, just chasing Sheila's. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, no, no, no. Full-time job. Yeah, I get full-time it. job. By the way, we do this for our single... Uh, yeah. We, it's it's important that our listeners at home mm. understand your your status, and it is very much single now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. brand new. Oh well, yeah. I guess you're into it, so I'm. And you like new, yeah. You like walks on the beach? 
Yeah, I do. Timmy, I sensitive. love walks on the beach. Seems like a sensitive you know, like, guy. I like the whole, you know, maybe go down the beach, have a camp on the beach. Have oh, camp. Yeah, yeah, go out, catch a fish, cook it on the fire. You know, like really, really you're like show a, off your yeah, man yeah, skills. Yeah, I was about you know? to say, you're a real man. Yeah, yeah, well, even cool. now, I'm getting intimidated yeah. with his masculinity because. Nah. <laughs> I can sense it. Ladies, I can sense yeah. the, the aura in the room. He just said all the stuff that I hate that my wife wishes I love. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that explains yeah. the masculinity of this man. We will get back, we will get onto that with a 60 second Blitz with Blitz later yeah. in the show. Yeah. That's, that's something I look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go back to your career. Let's, we got a bit sidetracked. Mate, I'm not going to lie to you. Parramatta signed a guy called Andrew Davies. I hadn't heard of you at that time. Um, Sash. Well, oh, no one did, mate. Yeah, so we signed, we signed this guy from Queensland Cup. I thought, okay, cool. Um, Vincent, see what he's like. Yeah, comes down and you just tell like you're the kind of player that you know people want to play with. You had that workman like attitude. Um, but how did it come about? We, yeah, how did you get the call from Parramatta saying, "Hey, come on down"? Well, yeah, like I never had, and like I said, like I never thought this was going to be my life. Um, you know, I left yeah, well. Emerald. Oh, it would have been like 24. I think it was 2014. And I played 2015 local grade in Mackay. Um, and then I got a, it was a train and trial contract. It wasn't even a contract, you know, like a, a full contract. It was just a train and trial contract for the Queensland Cup side there, Mackay yep. Cutters. Um, I played that year under Dave Simpson and Jimmy Wilson. Um, I got rookie of the year that year. The next year I got player of the year. I, I was made captain of the side as well. How, how old were you then? I was 26. Wow. Yeah, nice. 26, yeah. Um, I, I was working for myself at the time as a carpenter, um, yep. and business was going really well. Um, I'd actually sort of started to get myself a bit of a rep around town. You know, I was building new homes for people and just developing those sort of relationships. And, um, I couldn't really see, I had a bit of a falling out with the club, uh, a few people at the club and I could have stayed and I didn't really have a, a problem staying, but I just sort of thought that maybe if I could go and learn something new at yep. a new club, I'd probably be a lot happier. Um, and it was a hard decision to make, you know, I had a partner at the time and, and we'd been together for two years, uh, or two and a half years, I think. And, um, you know, business was going well, obviously, and my family's there. And, and I think when you make big decisions in your life, you don't just pick a decision. You just subconsciously start to lean that way. And that's what happened. I just sort of leaned that way. And then one day I was like, oh, I'm going to Townsville. Yeah. And then... You know, and that was a tough conversation to have with the missus. At oh, yeah. Time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, she was filthy. But um, – and because she obviously stayed where she was. She had a great job. Um, so we did the long-distance thing. And I went off to play for Townsville Blackhawks. And they were a great club. They had Christian Wolf there who's – Oh, yeah. Uh, he's St. Helens coach. He's a future NRL league. coach, isn't he? Yeah, mate, yeah. He's a matter great of time. coach. And he's got that – like we were talking before, that, that football bug. He just can't put it down. <laughs> yep. He has no days off. And, um, mate, I, I enjoyed playing under him because he was that militant style of coach where he just said, this is what I want from you. Give it to me. If yep. you don't give it to me, I'll find somebody else who will. And I love that. Like, I love that straight down the line. Make me work hard for it. And it, and it changed me as a player. I got bigger. I got stronger. I got faster. Um, I was playing well, playing in Townsville and Sammy Ayub just happened to be in town. Probably going to see his boyfriend, JT. Um, <laughs> oh, did he manage JT? Sammy Ayub? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know. I, yeah. I, I must have missed out on the, on the three-year tour. Yeah. The, the, the <laughs> <laughs> you must have talked to him. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, uh, I was well aware of that. Robbie Farrell, I should remind me. Yeah, every time I was with Robbie, he's 
I was like, oh, how's Sammy? He goes, yeah, I can't get a hold of him. He's on JT's JT, farewell JT, tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every conversation. You know, me and JT, it's like, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know Sammy. He's, I know. he's a good fella. Yeah. yeah. No, I was actually just on the phone with him before. He's, he's a great bloke. Yeah. He, he picked me up there and he said, um, we'll see what we can do for you. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to working with you. And the next week I dislocated my shoulder against yep. Burley Bears. And um, that sent a scare up me because all of a sudden I'd been given this hope, you yep. know, of being a first grader mm. and then I'd injured myself and I thought, no, this is gone. Like, yep. I've just had this given to me and six days later it's gone. Mm. Um, but we worked through it. Um, Parramatta picked me up there. I think um, Peter Sharp actually contacted me and said, mate, we're, we're really interested in bringing you down. Mm. Um, they flew me down. We saw the facilities and, um, yeah, it wasn't long after that um, I, I, I signed with Parramatta. And um, it, was, it was actually funny the first time Brad rang me after that. I'd actually met Brad, but I'd sort of, um, you know, once or twice. And then I'd actually signed. I was going to Parramatta. And I was, I remember we just finished training. It was captain's run. And I was on the back of a moped with Dan Beasley, um, one of the boys I played with up there. And we're cruising through the car park. We've got no shirt on, backpack on. Of course. And, and yeah. I'm actually surprised you're wearing a shirt now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know me, Tim. Days <laughs> off. There's no shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, so you're on the scooter. Yeah. We get, we no get, this, get this phone call and, um, I got a mate who works at the sugar mill in Mackay and he's, and he used to ring me off his work phone and I thought it was him. So I've answered the phone and gone, Oi, what do you want? And he goes, yeah, mate, it's Brad Arthur here. And I've gone, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, hey Brad, how you going mate? He's like, yeah, I just want to welcome you to Parramatta. And, um, it wasn't long after that I was down down at Parramatta and, um, and what an experience that is like to go <laughs> from where I was to, to be in Parramatta and, um, straight into Ross street, the Ross street units. Yes. Um, I moved in with, uh, that's character building that place. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. And I, I moved in with the kid. Oh, you were Corey Norman. That's character building. That's right. You was it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he'd lost his license. Yeah, at that's time. right. I remember so that. Like, yeah. We need you to chauffeur our, um, Top tier player. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no yeah. worries. Oh. Um, he did more chauffeuring of me to the pub. Yeah, <laughs> okay, that sounds about right. Well, you just mentioned the Brad Arthur phone call. It's funny the head coach is making a call out. The reaction people get. I've, Nathan Brown was telling me a story the other day when he was in in America and got a phone call, and all of a sudden he he was just his trip was ruined because he was worried about you know am I in shape? And I, <laughs> have I told you the story about Sammy Udrada? No. Okay, I told you the story about Sammy and, and Brad. Um, this is the one where he's away and he can't get yeah, home. Yeah, I've so, heard this story, yeah. So listen to this, Benny, and listeners, will be on, they're going to like this one. Yeah. So we're... I think four people just tuned in. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's something I think is going to get some interest. So Semi Adradra, he's gone through a bit of a tough time, right? Um, he had a lot on his plate in his, in his personal life. And he, we played South Sydney and the, and the fans at home will remember the game. It was the, on the buzzer, he runs 90 metres and scores one of the best tries you'll see. And... Not many people know he actually asked the tr- the the trainer to let him have the conversion because in his head he was going home and he wasn't coming back, but oh, no one right. knew that. And they're like, no, you can't do the conversion. It's like, <laughs> so, but that's that's he was thinking. And there was only a few of us that knew where his head was at, at the time. Anyway, he plays that game, flies to Fiji. No one sees him for two weeks, and no one can get a hold of him. He's it's just quietness on his end. He's not answering anyone's phone calls. Crickets. His own player manager can't get a hold of him. So Brad Arthur calls me. I still remember it. I was in the car with Takarangi. We're coming back from a golf day. And Brad goes, um, mate, Sammy's Rad Rad, he's, he's, his manager's going to go to Fiji tomorrow, try to find him. And I was like, okay. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Like, how, do you, how do you find someone in another car? But whatever. 
And I was with Tackers. I'm like, you know what? Let's just call him. So we called his number. Ring, ring, ring. Hello? Sammy? My brother. How are you? <laughs> like, every day there's articles about him in the paper. The coach is looking for him. His manager. No one can get a hold of him. And he's talking like nothing is wrong. I'm like, um, are you, are you going to come back? Yes, yeah, yeah, I come back Thursday. All good, all good. I come back Thursday. I'm like, all right, no worries. <laughs> so we call Brad Arthur back and he say, mate, we just spoke to him. He's sweet. He's coming back this week. He's going to play this week. And Brad's like, are you sure? And he goes, mate, I'm, I'm telling you. So oh, how good. Brad goes, what number are we calling? We gave him the number. because oh, we're calling the wrong number. Uh, and so we sent him the, the, the number we called him on. Calls him. Brad calls me straight back. He goes, mate, are you sure that's the right number? I'm like, yeah. Goes, mate, his auntie just answered the phone and said he's training. I said, well, what's the number we called? Fast forward a few weeks, all right? And I'm having a coffee with Sammy at the cafe before training. It's just me and him. And just he's just sitting there and he just starts giggling to himself. <laughs> what, are you, what are you laughing at? <laughs> he goes, remember when you called me in the Fiji? I'm like, yeah. He goes, I answered the phone and I didn't know it was Barata. <laughs> so Brad's like, Sammy. And then he goes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy's training. Oh, my God. Yeah, so uh, got him a beer and, and didn't tell anyone for like, until oh, he left. Like, it was just uh, one of those stories. <laughs> oh, so yeah, coaches can uh, send shivers down your spine when you're overseas, I'll tell you that much. Uh, now, yeah. you get to Parramatta, what was it like? So you, go, you, you said you've been playing footy for ages and you had that pub culture, I guess, and yep. never really had, Christian Wolf would have obviously lifted that professionalism yep. where you were. What was it like going from that to the NRL level? Yeah, you... I tried to get as ready as I could for it and nothing, you know, I don't think it would have ever gotten me ready for what was in store yeah. um, that year. You know, we came back quite early that year. I think it was uh, November 1 we come back. Yep. Um, and it was a long pre-season, my first uh, first grade pre-season, and it was long. And um, I remember just fighting my way through it to the end. Tried to stay as strong as I could, good body language, that sort of things. By the end of pre-season, I was – those couches that we had out the front, the, oh, yeah. the ringworm couches. Yeah, I was sleeping <laughs> yeah. on those. It was yeah. me, and, me and Ethan Parry <laughs> head to toe. <laughs> oh, just sharing it. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that that whole year, you know, you just get used to the system yeah. of being in first grade, you know, like in a first grade system and training every day and, and looking after your body. And that was probably one thing I, I wasn't really great with was looking after my body because we used to go to work on Monday. Yeah. Now yeah. this was work, you know, you had to look after yourself. Um but that 2019, I think I played every game that year, and we went. That that was our year to me. That was uh, yeah. the last year of the Wentworth. That's right. Yeah, we Wentworth or Magpies. Um, what a year! Like I, I ended yeah. up enjoying that year beyond what I thought I would. You know, like mate, you and I both, mate. If you ask me what I, like at the start of the year, would you have fun doing that? I'm like, no, of course not. Yeah. Then going through it with the guys who grew that we went through it with, and the attitude we had about it, mate, we had a, we had a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, and it was a bit touch and go there because the first half of the year we were win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. And I remember being in Canberra and just going, boys, we can't keep doing this. We need to, like, you know, sort ourselves out. What are we going to do? And without address, you know, we addressed it once, but then it didn't sort of click. But then all of a sudden it just started, you just started falling in love with the blokes that you were playing with. Like, you just, and we had a great crew. Like, we had Bev French, Josh Hoffman, Tackers would come back every now and then. We had Gowie, Gowie, Timmy Manor. And Rip. Rip Taylor. What, yeah, what, Rip a, Taylor. what a perfect coach for that, that scenario. Yep. Just, yeah. just blokes, yeah, well. blokes, you know, like yeah. salt of the earth men. Dan Alvaro. Yeah, like, yeah, that's right. We had yeah. those sorts of blokes in our team. And, and not a bad team. We, I think we went on a, <laughs> a run at the end there. We won like 10 in a row. Well, we finished eighth, so we only just scraped in. Yeah. 
and we're not making it to the grand final. Almost, almost sneaking it away, but we didn't. Yeah. Um, God damn you, Billy Julius. Yeah. Well, <sighs> how about that? You, you couldn't, you couldn't script that. Good on him. Nah. Yeah. What's oh, that? What, ref call? No, nah, no, nah, he can't with it. So we play extra time. Yeah. We get a field extra goal time. and extra time. So oh. you know when we got the field goal, I thought we'd won. Yeah. The game was over. Yeah. And I'm like, why is everyone sprint, like running back to? I'm like, oh, okay, we play like five, five minutes of extra yeah. time. I didn't know it was like it wasn't was golden, golden point. point. Oh. So in the in the, like the last minute of the, of extra time, just before it's all over, there's nothing on. Their their lock forward puts a cross field kick in, and it's just like just perfect bounce for them. They oh. they run the length of the field and score a try. That was this, like, oh, mate, we had we had blokes like scrambling back, like the effort oh, you couldn't, yeah, you yeah. couldn't fault the effort. Yeah, like yeah. Maddie McKilrick had made like fifty tackles in the middle, and he was he was still chasing. Oh, Maddie, he end. was part of the team as well. Yeah, yeah, like we we just had just the boys that we play with were just yeah. just sold yeah. of the earth. They yeah. were great blokes, and that so, was that was great that year. That so was. take me to round ten the next year. Then we're playing at Brookvale. That's right. Yeah. Don't matter. Yep. You debuted there at the age of twenty. What was it like? Like you obviously waited a lot longer than most people. Yeah, there's, there was, there was a bit of a story behind it, you know, like it wasn't, I didn't really feel like I was ever going to get that chance. Um, and I guess it happens a lot. Like it doesn't, it's not, you know, it's not specific to Parramatta or anything, but it's very hard for a coach to give somebody a chance when they're, especially when they're not playing football. Like we weren't playing football because of COVID. Mm. So we didn't have that, you know, we can't show our form. Um, so then, you know, it just so happened that, I remember I was listening to talk to Dan Alvaro the other week and he um he, he went on loan. Well, before he got asked to go on loan, I was asked to go on loan by Toddy Payton. He rang me on the Monday and said, Oh, really? Mate, I want you to come play for us. I, I think I've watched a bit of footy of you. I, I like the way you play and we need some back rowers. So what's your thoughts on that? And, um, you know, with the pay cuts, like I couldn't afford to live in Sydney. Like I was on um, JobKeeper, minus tax, minus super, Minus management fees. Wow. Yeah. So I was on like five hundred dollars a week trying to live in Sydney, you know, yeah. rent's like two hundred dollars, yeah. you know, and I was getting a good deal, me and I was all laying, he was looking after me, thank God. Um and I just couldn't live. So I had money in the bank. I said, Look, once I and I and I was I was really straight up with power, I said, Once I get to this point, I can't keep going. So I think I gave us to Bulldogs, which was like round twelve or something like that. And I said, once we get to there, I'm going home. And it's nothing against you. I'm not trying to pressure you into me playing, you know, debuting. This is just this is just how it is. I can't afford to live here and I'm going to have to go home. But you can guarantee that I'll give you everything until then. Can you just pause it for one second? Isn't that crazy? So, like, f- fans of rugby league, they, they don't know this side. No. I can hear I hear the story that we're overpaid and you guys are spoiled brats. Mm. You've got a guy who literally can't afford to stay in in Sydney. Like he can't afford the bills. He can't afford his rent, can't afford his food. Yeah. To the point where it's like, guys, I, I can't afford to be. He was willing to walk away from his dream because yeah. there wasn't enough finances. Like that, that's the kind of situation we're talking about some players to find themselves in. Mm. And I know it was COVID. I know it was affected, but there's so many guys out there and we're talking a big percentage of our players that are scraping by their minimum wage. They're, just, they're, doing, they're doing okay, but they're not doing great like everyone thinks they are. So, no, and, that's right. And that's like, you know, there's so, and you, bro, like... We'll talk about it a bit later, but your 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 outside footy work ethic has had such a I reckon positive impact on your career because it gives you that 100%. that character. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. You know, a lot of kids are lucky they live with their parents and yeah. that because they, like you said, they don't they really don't get paid that much. But um, this opportunity by from Toddy um, Toddy Payton to to go online and play for Warriors was was my way out. You know, I'd get match payment fees, I'd get um, living away from home allowance, I wouldn't have to pay rent because I was living on the coast. 
this is, I'd actually be ahead. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was like, without a doubt, I'm going. Like, I have to go. Like, because at that stage, I'd, there was no indication that I was going to be playing first grade for Para. Um, so I hung up from um, Toddy and I rang Brad straight away because, you know what, clubs are like, it's very quick. Like, yeah. it's very quick to people know. So I rang Brad straight away and I, and I was straight up with Brad. I said, hey, look, Toddy's rang me up. He's given me this opportunity, mate. I really want to take it because I'd want to keep playing football. I want to be a football player. And, like, I'd, nothing against you guys, but you're just not giving me the chance. And that's fine. Like, uh, it is what it is. And Ryan Madison had just broken his thumb that week. I yeah. think he played the week before with a broken thumb. So there was an opening there, but I'd not been told anything about, you know, keep yourself ready or whatever. Um, and he said, whoa, right. you know, Brad, he gets a little bit... I don't really like this, but I'm going to, you know, save face here. Yep. He goes, mate, you're actually in the mix this week. I went, oh, that's great. And, I, you know, I want to do me a bit for the for Parramatta because, you know, I'm, I'm contracted here. So you just tell me what I need to do and I'm going to do it. But I really want to go continue my football if I can, you know. Um, and sure enough, that week I, I got the debut with with um, with Parramatta at, at Brookvale. Um, and that feeling of like, oh, fuck, I did it. Yeah, like and it was his captain's run, and you know you get your captain's run jersey, and you're all getting goosebumps. Your names, your names on yeah. the back, and and you like, like just thinking about it now, it gets me a little bit choked up. And, you so know, good. and, and yeah. like Brad Takarangi was there, and he's the ultimate hype man. You know, he's yeah, really yeah, yeah. excited for you. And um, I went and talked. Brad texted me and said, "Come see me." And um, went and seen him, and he, and he told me I was going to debut, and I was just so speechless, like mm. just walking back. And then the boys like. You in? You in? I'm like, like you can't, you can't speak. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and it was great. And Tacker started, and I ended up getting 30 minutes at the end of the game. And, and yep. um, yeah, running on. Like, I, I, I can't really. It might be different for different people, but once you're on the football field, nothing else matters. Like, yep. you could be playing in front of 80,000, or you could be playing in front of 800. Like, mm. I, I once I'm on the field, it's all the same to me. Mm. And after the game, just being able to just breathe it in like it was just so good mate it, it, yeah it's you know what <laughs> looking back at that game it couldn't have gone any better for you because nah. there's, there's a couple of things that can happen when, when you've waited so long for that moment not that people blow it but you could probably overplay the game in your head and you come out and you and you don't have your best game because there's so much pressure that, and expectation that you put on yourself and on top of that all the external pressure and a lot of times people, they don't do great in their first game or two. And then they kind of warm into it and they go, well, you came out and it's like you made up for lost time and you played like you'd played, like it's like you'd played first grade before. It wasn't like I'm new to this. What's it like? It was like you came in and from the first game, it was like, yeah, no, nah, he belongs here. Like, and that, I reckon that helped you moving forward because it took all that doubt out of the way because a 28-year-old debutant, it's not going to be an appealing signing for a club. Like, mm. You're going to think, okay, well, he's, he's waited that long. There's a reason to wait that long. Maybe he didn't have it. But when he came in, it's like, okay, well, it's like you played for the last eight years. So yeah. you haven't lost anything by not playing. And that's why he was so attracted to, like, you know, Manly ended up signing him. But I, I just said he couldn't have gone any better for you. So I thought I was so proud of you, so happy for you watching. I'm like, this is perfect. Yeah. Um, so you, many um, texts and love from the fam? Yeah, right. like, it's funny, actually. You hear from a lot of people that you haven't heard from in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> All your oh, best yeah. mates. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, oh, so had, proud of you. Yeah, and I was real lucky, you know family come down um i was with my partner at the time she got to come down too Sweet. and um, one of my mates drove like 15 hours just to watch me play yeah. um and you know i you know one thing that got me through that and just being me just playing my game i got to play with dave gower 
Yeah. He and Dave, like, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but me and Dave are quite close. You know, yeah. if, whenever I'm in a tight spot or if I think I need some help with something, I ring Gowie and, and, awesome. he, and he helps me out. But um, I actually, I might be wrong, but I think that was his last game that he played. Really? His first grade, last first grade idea. game. So my first was his last. And I was so, you know, if I ever felt like that, that feeling of, oh, it's getting, like, I'm really nervous and it's getting too much, I'd just look over at Gowie and he'd, He'd be like, it's all right, mate. Yeah, he's got that calming influence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just yeah. like, no, nah, he's like, he's like your dad. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> I know you're talking dad's about. Dad's here. It's all yeah. right. Yeah, it's fine. We're in, we're fine. That's yeah. awesome. Um, so you, you end up doing well in your first season, and then you end up signing with, with the Manly Seagulls. Was that a hard decision to make to leave the club? Um, it was because you're comfortable. You know, like you, I was comfortable with the boys that we had there. Um, you know, developed some relationships there, and I felt part of the team. Um, I got to play two finals games, which was great. And um, it, it just come down to, and it, this is going to sound greedy, but it come down to money. Mm. Um, you know, Parramatta just couldn't afford me. They'd, like, yeah. they were giving me minimum and, and I couldn't, I just couldn't live on minimum And you anymore. couldn't afford that. Like, you know what I mean? Nah, like, that's like, right. You're not sounding greedy at all. Like, you just nah. sound like you're you know, you take yeah. care of yourself. And, yeah. yeah. And at the time, you know, I had a partner and I wanted her to come down and live with me and, and that mm. bit of money would have would have helped us sort of yeah. be a bit more comfortable you know she would have got a job and she would have had a great job and got paid well but just to give us that little bit of a you know a bit of a buffer mm. um but yeah we wasn't meant to be but I ended up going to Manly for that money and, and they you know they brought me in and it was it was great like it was really good I was sort of I wasn't the guy that they gave an opportunity to I was Andrew Davey the first grader yeah exactly yeah, yeah. And I, like I said, a lot of it has to do with the way you handled yourself when you came in there. You didn't come in there like you're a, a 19 year old starting from scratch. You, you came in there like you'd been there before. Um, and he didn't do it for money, but that Bentley he has parked outside. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you talk about um, like your connectedness with, with, with Gowie. Um, it's something that we all kind of yearn for, hungry for that connectedness with other people. What, um, what was it about Gowie and you that like set that off? Uh, we're very similar people. Yeah, right. um, he, yeah. I'm back for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got How's a your bit, hairline? Yeah, I've got a little bit more hair. Yeah, That's yeah, why I'm wearing yeah. a hat because I knew <laughs> yeah. I'd come in here. I'd come from here. Well, oh, he'll give you the stats, uh, mate. mate the am, projections. I am, we, we got Joseph Paul on the show next week, guys. So just let you know it's next week. Yeah. I'm saving all my hair content. <laughs> Every last inch of it. I'm going to uh, drop all of it on next week. And he's going to cop... Uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good listening, especially mate, for I, you. I'm gonna have to, yeah, because yeah. I, as my, I looked in the mirror just before I left home, and I went, not a, not sure. a chance am I giving him in here. But now, Gowie, obviously, he done his trade. He was an electrician before he right. was a football player, and and you know, I'd done my trade. And um, Gowie's very, he's a man's man, you know. Mm. And, and straight away, I was like, yeah, that, that's a guy that I want to awesome. hang around with, you know. So, um, yeah, he helped me through. Well, both years at Parramatta that I was there, and um, he was a big, big point in my development. You know, they're great. Yeah. What's the um, what's the vibe like at the um, the Seagulls like, and what's the team like? What's the culture like? How have you found that? Yeah, it was, it was very hard to tell. Um, you know, obviously disrupted with COVID, um, but I did my knee in round two as well, so that was sort of yeah. you know, um, it's it's hard to explain for people who don't know. Like when you're in rehab, you really just so separated from the team, you yeah. know, you train at different times and they're trying to run a team that, that plays uh, week in and week out and you've sort of got a, you're a second priority, you know, especially being a long, um, you know, 
that rehab process yeah. is so long. Yeah. So, um, but I, the biggest thing I've seen was when I went up to Queensland, I, I went up late. Like it was probably about five weeks after they'd been up. I'll get there for the last game, I think. And once I'd got out of quarantine and gone in, I'd, I'd seen the boys and they just galvanized. Mm. Like they were so, cause they were hanging out with each other all the time. They knew each other's families. Um, you know, they'd hang around boys that they probably wouldn't hang around normally. They just became very tight and you could, you could just tell like the vibe was just like these, these boys don't go out there, you know, hoping they win. They go out there knowing they'll win. Mm. Um, you know, and they did really well there. They just sort of lacked, um, you know, an old experienced board, wherever they're going to get that from, you know, maybe a uh, young bloke from Parramatta, maybe. I'm not sure, but, uh, <laughs> they just, but they were great, you know, and, and, um, you know, like it's no secret that Tommy Turbo's like, he's a freak and, yeah. and the way he makes people around him um, play better and, and you can see that in the team. Mm. Um, but the confidence just in those, and you know, even the young blokes like um, Josh Schuster and uh, Hamale, um, those boys like that, like Hamale's a beast. Like he's mm. coming and played back row and he's just. Yeah, I like him. I'm yeah, a big fan, yeah, he's, yeah, I really like the way. I just like his, just the way he goes about his business. Is there's no carry on about him. Nah. It's just so. It's hard not, work mentality. Yeah, it's not arrogance. It's yeah. like it's just confidence. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Now I got to I got to just quickly look at your stats over here, mate. That yeah. our producer Tom was kind enough to put through. But we just talked about 2019. I forgot you were player of the year actually in that year as well. So you got a few player of the years. Yeah, uh, wins. Yeah, wins but two round two into the uh, stint at uh, the Seagulls, you do your ACL, so you do your knee. Uh, what did that feel like at, at that time? What, you, what were your feelings like? That was a that was a weird day. Um, I remember it was raining. It was terrible weather, um, and Brookdale's not the best track. But and and I'm not attributing any of that to to my injury at all. It was just unfortunate the way it happened. But um, yeah. that game, I you know I debuted with Manly the week before. We played the Roosters at Sydney Cricket Ground, and that was awesome. You know I'd never played at the Cricket Ground, and that's like coming from the bush. You like awesome. oh, wow, I got to play at Cricket Ground. Um, I've had a lot of those moments over the last three years too. Um, yeah. But that day there was just something, like, you know, I'd been given my start early that week. Des said, all right, mate, you come off the bench and you're great. I want you to start. You're going to be my starter from now on. Um, and it's, there was something about that week. I just, like I had this confidence and going into the game i was looking at the, sh the sheet and I i'd sort of i'd played south twice already with Parramatta, and i just knew like i was just like i'm like these these guys are just i know these guys i can play these guys yeah sleep like, yeah and then i went out there and you and you run out and brookvale's like you know this is the first time i've been back there since my debut and i ran out and it, like the hair on the back of your neck stands up yeah. and you get chills down your body and then it was in that moment and i haven't told many people this but it was in that moment i was like yeah, I belong here. Like this, yeah, wow. This, this is where I belong. Awesome. This is my, this is who I am. Yeah. And um, four minutes later, oh, gone. Um, Heartbreaking. So, yeah. picked, picked up a loose ball off the deck, um, shrugged a couple of people and, and Cameron Murray got me from the side. And um, it, it, I'd never done an ACL before, but I knew like straight away. Really? You just, yeah. like, I could hear the pop, you could feel the grinding in, inside your body. It's uh, like an internal noise. And, oh, wow. Um, you just, you lie to yourself and you hope that you're like, oh, hopefully I've just broken my leg. Like, yeah, yeah. before a broken leg. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like, people don't realise how, like, ACLs in, in the sporting world is 
that's the last thing you want to do. You'd rather yeah. break your own leg yeah. than have your, your ACL yeah. done. Now, you shared a pretty heartbreaking photo with your close mate, uh, James Verzarelli, Verzaletti. Verzaletti, yeah. Um, when the injury happened, and, you know, obviously got a lot of support from it. But can you touch a bit more on that moment? Um, yeah. It, when I did my knee, I was – like, obviously the pain was immense because um, I'd done a fair bit of damage around it. You know, I'd, I'd ripped muscles and, and cartilage as well. So – but after it was just textbook ACL. Thirty seconds later, no pain. And yeah. I'm like, oh, like, nah, this. Is, and then I could see Lachlan Croker walking away, and he, you know, hands on his heads. And I, I just knew I was like, oh, it's done. Um, and I, it was just a, the slight part of me that was like, mm, maybe it's not done, you know. And yeah. they're like, I remember Nathan Gibbs, the doctor, was like, I oh, will get the medicab out here and get you off the field. And I was like. Put that medicab away. <laughs> Don't you dare bring that medicab So here. just I'm stay walking. on and keep playing? Or you... No, nah, okay, I, well, I was like, I'm walking yeah, off. Yeah. There's no way. Just in case. Like yeah, if yeah. I get carried off and there's nothing wrong with my leg, yeah, I'll never yeah, live it yeah, down yeah. by no, the boys fair. again. That's fair. So um, I went into the sheds and I was, it was painful. And then I would sort of, um, I hadn't had a shower yet. I'd sort of ice it and I was sitting there and um, a couple of boys come in um, to follow Cipria and... Um, Tavita Funa had come in <clears throat> and I was talking to them and, and you know, Gibbsy had sort of just confirmed he's, he's like, mate, he's, and Gibbsy straight down the line, he goes, mate, you've done your ACL, that's your season over. And it still hadn't hit. Like I was like, oh, like I've done my ACL. And then I was sitting there in silence and then um, James just happened to be down there. He surprised me for the game. Um, and... Security went and got him because they knew who he was to me and, and they brought him in. And as soon as he came in and I, I, I just looked at him, you know, I looked at his face and I just broke on the inside. Yeah. Like it, like he's been with me the whole the whole way, right from when I was at Mackay Cutters all the way through. He he was the one who'd travelled 15 hours to watch me debut. Um, he, he's a great friend of mine. Mm. And, and when I seen his face, it was just like the reality sat in, the sank in yeah. and... I just burst into tears and, and, you know, it's, it's from people on the outside and you are, oh, you just soft, like it's just an injury. You'll be fine. You'll come back. But you, when it's your whole life, yeah, you know, you sort of, it, you just can't control yourself. Like yeah. I just, I burst into tears and he, and he gave me a hug and it was his, um, nephew that was with him that took that photo. And, and I, um, I'm grateful that he did take that photo because it just encapsulated our friendship, yeah. you know, and what he meant, what he means to me and what I mean to him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I got I got heaps of support from it. And well, you're going to come back bigger, stronger, and better than ever. That's it. What's um? Let's just fast forward. What does the future look like? So you're obviously going to play for another ten years, and then <laughs> what, once that's done with modern science, uh, yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> what's next? Uh, after football? Yeah. Um, well. Unless you want to give everyone an exclusive of what your career's doing. Or... Yeah, I know. A lot, of, a lot of players do that. They come yeah. on and give, yeah, give yeah. themselves a plug. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I worked for myself for a long time as a carpenter, and I, I was good at that. Like, I'm still good at it, but um, I'm not sure if I really want to go back to it. Mm. Um, it's definitely something I will enjoy doing, but I don't think it's a long-term thing. Um, you know, with the NRL and the way it's set up, there's a lot of opportunity for you to grow your skills. Um, yeah. And I've taken advantage of that. Another thing with Dave Gale, yeah, you know, we... I, I love – you know, having those conversations with him because he's big on it and, and so am I. I love it. And I try and push young kids into it now. I'm part of the VET program for the NRL. I'm ambassador with Luke Williamson. Um, 
and I've really taken advantage of that. You know, I've got a Cert 3 and Cert 4 in PT. I, I finished Sweet. my Cert 4 in building um, and I also did Cert 4 in training and assessing. So my, my options are just endless yeah, there, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've also, I've always wanted to give back, you know, like um, there's a quote. Um, I can't remember who said it now that it escapes me, but um, they said, don't go where the path leads but go where there isn't a path and leave a trail. Yeah, good. I think I made that one up. Did you? Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was – maybe that's yeah. where I picked it up. <laughs> so maybe it Pretty sure it was Gandhi, but that's cool. Um, and, you know, no, nobody's – I wouldn't say nobody's done what I've done, but it's very unique the way I did 100%. it too, and where I came from, like yeah. that, that region, um, yeah. that community. And I want to be able to give kids that opportunity. Yeah. So if I can lay down a blueprint of saying mm. it's, it's not over when, you, when it's supposed to be over – um, maybe I can make somebody else's life a little bit better and, and not just in football, but in, in other careers, you know? Yeah. So Sounds like a gap. See, I told you. Be great, I told yeah. you. There's yeah. not many people like this guy. It doesn't, yeah, he's Give very... back. It's, yeah. it's the best part, you know. I, I, actually, I was talking to Alex Glennie, you know, great, great Bronco, and yeah. I was always a Broncos fan uh, growing up, you know, through the 90s in Queensland. And yep. um, he was one of the last players that I got to play against from the Broncos that I actually was a fan of. Yeah. Um, and I remember talking to him on his uh, retirement and he said, it's not about what you do on the sport, it's what you do for the people in the sport and who you are as a person. Wow. So, um, that's something else I'll definitely carry with me. That's awesome. Benny, we are running short on time, so we can't do the 60 second blitz with blitz. What? Unless you can keep it to 60 seconds. Yeah. It's I, not I your blitz. It. You I keep it to 60 seconds. Is this guy oh, here that carries he chimes right. in. <laughs> right, please, yeah, please, by all means, I'll stay out of it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is the 60 second blitz with blitz. Um, now, I'm just going to fire a bunch of questions at you. This is actually the 27th uh, version of the 60 second blitz. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah. we, we couldn't have had it any other way. We brought you in. <laughs> it's a celebratory morning uh, slash afternoon. Now, listen, you go to the movies, you've got to pick two snacks. What are you picking? Maltesers and popcorn. Oh, yes. yes. He's Timmy's friend. Yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah, that's good. For okay, sure. see Timmy jumping in already. First <laughs> question. Can I have five seconds? Favorite, um, so you, you're, you're looking for a lady, looking for a lady friend. Okay, yeah, favorite yeah. aspect of a woman? Um, oh, I can't say that. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, they've, they've got to have nice eyes. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah good. Eyes, yeah. Now, uh, favorite music? Uh, oh, it's hard to go away from country. Yeah, yeah. I knew that was coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. favourite country artist maybe? like who's, who's Luke like, Combs is pretty oh, good, but yeah. Morgan Whalen, yeah. um, Thomas Rhett, those oh, sorts of Taylor yeah. Swift. Bring it on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> T-Swift. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, someone's just paid for a jet for you and four of your mates. Um, where, where are you going? Oh, that's changed in the last okay. month or so. I, uh, it's, uh, it's developed, has it? Yeah, it's, it's evolved. It's very developed. You know, Is I, that you don't want to go back or you? Nah, I was. Yeah, it's some place I definitely don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to Cooter, that's, that's for sure. There's a, there's a, there's a, yeah, there's a chat we have off air, off air chat about his, uh, his latest tri- trip. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. mind going back to Byron again. That was, yeah, okay. that was we a had good time. Good we had a good yeah, time yeah, there yeah, last yeah. year, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, now, worst date you've ever been on? Worst date? Um, I took a girl out for dinner once, um, and she was she was very pretty. She mm-hmm. was very pretty. Yep. She knew how pretty she was. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I know the type. Yeah, and she spent a lot of time on the phone. Um, oh, see, that's all we're saying. This actually, this is not that long ago. Digital actually, world. oh, you know, recent. You know, I was in a relationship for five years, so this yep. is just you know, I'm back on just easing myself back yeah. into the uh, yep. dating world again. Baby steps. Um, yeah, and this that digital was, world, mate. Digital world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, like. 
you know, my favourite subject's me, but I'm not, I'm not <laughs> pushing it on people like she was. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was all about her and, and I just, yeah, that was, thanks to Not the funnest. The night. How, how does that, how do you tell her, do you, do you tell her or you just, <sighs> yeah, I just, you just don't talk to her again? You try and make the best of the situation and yeah. I, like, and you take it as an experience, you know, you, and you sort okay. of read people and go, all right, well, that's why she's like that and try and get why she's like that yep. out of yep. it and, and then just. Yeah, we, we can only we can only control ourselves and yeah. what we are like as people. So yeah, yeah, we just focus on that. All right, best investment you've ever made. Um, besides me, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no, it, it just have to be my attitude. I think yeah. yeah. So when and people, you probably relate with this, but when you're twenty, you think you know everything. And your parents tell you, you don't know everything. You're like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I'm yeah. 20 years old. I've got it under control. It's all yeah, sweet. Yeah. My kid's four when she does that. <laughs> 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 Only 16 more years. <laughs> but um, when I decided that it was um, time to shut up and listen, that was the best investment I ever made because it just. That's great. That, that's that's, that's that. good. I like that. I like that. Yep. I reckon we finish with that icing on the cake. I can't. Okay. I can't talk. I'm happy to keep talking about his, uh, his status. I, I think yeah. it's important that our listeners at home know he's single. He's looking for someone to I'm looking for love. I'm looking, looking for, for no, no. He's, he, it's not necessarily mingling. He's looking yeah. for the one. Yeah, he's yeah. looking for someone I'll, that. I tell you, I've been very clucky lately. Have you? Of, yeah, a couple of my mates. Well, actually, a lot of my mates have got kids. You're there not you holding go. Babies, and I spent, are you? Hey, you're not holding babies, are you? Nah, you're not. Oh, no. you are? No. No, you are. No, we, so I, I come down all the way from to, uh, North Queensland and I was just dropping in on mates that I hadn't seen in a while and they all got, you know, like four-year-olds or brand new babies. And yeah. I was going, oh, could be on here. I need to find, maybe this, maybe this show Maybe help me. this could be it. We'll make sure we, uh, we, we red flag red flag that and the number to call on <laughs> is 0437 979 160. Call in. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll forward you all the DMs we get, mate. I, um... This has actually turned into our longest episode, by the way. Wow. You, um, do, you do talk a lot. You do talk a bit. I'll tell you what, though. How easy is it talking to you? Yeah, yeah. It's been We've awesome. covered some good ground. Yeah. 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 We, 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 like we, we've shared some coffees. <laughs> we've shared some coffees. And it's, you, you can tell how good a, one a bloke is and how easy it is to talk to him is by how many coffees you can get through in one seating. Yeah. And we, we've had a few coffees in one seating, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, we, yeah. We've sat down for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, AD, I, I, one, I appreciate you actually coming. I love it when people come to the studio because we actually get to see and feel them and yeah. it, does, it is awesome. So thanks for coming in. Yeah. I know it's inconvenient, but during your holidays and during your break, thanks for coming in. Mate, I talk about your career because I think it's important, your, your like carpentry career, not because that's what you're going to do when you finish, but because I always find that guys that have something outside of footy end up being more balanced and they transition to life and they kick on life after footy heaps better. Yeah. Because they haven't had all their eggs into one basket and thought that they're a footy person. They don't know themselves outside of football. Whereas I feel like you, once your day in the spotlight or the NRL spotlight stops, it's just a start for you. I feel like you're just going to kick it, kick on and kill it in the next chapter. So I'm really excited to see you go on to bigger and better things. But before then, I can't wait to see you back in the field, mate. It's going to be great to have you back. Is it round one you're back? Yeah, what? round one. And, um, Telling you now, it's going to be a big year. Come on, it's going to be a big year. Oh, I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited. That's great. Tune in. Oh, thanks for your time, bro. Thanks for joining us on Spirit of Sport, yes. and uh, thanks for listening to us, guys. And we'll catch you next time. Oh, Cheers. Thanks for having me.
Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.